Hello, hello. Oh my god, you scared I'm sorry. Peepee out of my tinkle hole. <laughs> Jeez. Are you tinkling? No. Oh. I mean, not not now. <laughs> I, I didn't was... mean to I didn't know that you like if you get startled the stream just stops. Yes. No, it starts and stops and starts and <laughs> stops. I'm like a little sprinkler in a front yard. So, adorable never come up upon me like that again <laughs> oh my god your penis is like a fainting goat <laughs> <laughs> equally hooved and able to climb mountains. <laughs> yes startles easily passes out limp <laughs> eaten by the greeks as well oh my god there you go <laughs> yeah uh cool we'll we'll just oh who cares it's papa's basement there's the intro. We can just include it all. I don't. Cold open, bitch. Yeah, everyone. It's Papa's Basement. I'm your host, John Papa Giorgio. I am joined today by the lovely, talented, and effervescent Molly Heckerling. Ahoy, hoy. Ahoy, hoy. I wish I really knew what effervescent meant. I know it relates to uh, Alka Seltzers, <laughs> so I believe it means bubbly. It means yes, bubbly and fizzy and and you know all those things that people usually associate with me. Yeah, exactly. Or it could just mean it cures tummy troubles. I don't know. I do cure tummy trouble. Yeah, it's weird because you're you're Jewish at least by birth, but you're big on the laying of the hands like a Protestant hick. <laughs> I am. I believe in a tummy rub. I do. Yeah, exactly. You do the tummy rub. And then you're like, uh, did you want a happy ending with the slaying of the hands? Or? Look, it's all like homeopathic, medicinal, you know, yeah. happy endings, tummy rubs, you know, sucking on feet. It all counts. Yeah. You want to see a real miracle? Yeah. <laughs> Come next week. I'm going to be on Joe Rogan's podcast telling everyone how this is the cure for COVID. Yeah. Drink, drink your miracle gum. Yes. Happy endings, tummy rubs, drinking your own cum. <laughs> Is that the is that the title? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. It's effervescent. I have to write it down. It's viscously effervescent. Happy endings, tummy rubs, <laughs> drinking your own cup. Very nice. Okay, well, we got the naming phase out of the way. That's that's a that's a record for us. My God, that was like two minutes into recording how painless that was good so i also uh getting back to what we were talking about briefly before we started i know this is throwing the audience in cold but uh john brought up uh danny thomas who you know i'm uh, even though i'm a hollywood baby i'm terrible with names and faces and have an awful memory so i'm just like who's that and the only thing that first of all first of all i'm gonna say this what makes this better is (laughs) You know everything about <laughs> old Hollywood. Like, of all the people, when I bring up the name Danny Thomas, who, again, I think was, like, uh, first, the, weirdly enough, I know he's Lebanese-American. Yeah. Even though he's got the, so he must have been <laughs> Danny Tomasian or some no, shit. No, I looked up his name. It sounds like, you know, if you, if you like, named your baby while you were sneezing. Really? Um, okay. Well, I don't want to, I'm going to come off as sounding <laughs> Was like he the fifth the, system of a down? Asshole xenophobes or something. Um, no, he's, uh, it's Amos Muzyad Yakub Kalruz. 
And then I guess for a while, maybe he was going by Amos Jacobs. Like one of those rare instances where someone in show business changes their name to sound more Jewish. Amos Jacobs. Yeah. Um, but I almost sounds like it could be a chitlin company as well. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, a cookie, um, (laughs) a Jewish cookie. Um, but um, <laughs> that uses a black guy for marketing for some famous reason. Amos Jacobs. Amos Jacobs. <laughs> He's an Ethiopian Jew. Um, oh shit! But okay, so I didn't. Okay, so the only thing that jarred my memory when you were talking about him was the fact that he likes glass bottom boats. Because in my mind, I'm just like, <laughs> so, oh, the glass bottom boat guy. This is pretty much all I know of Danny Thomas. I believe deeply. So I know two things, three things: mm-hmm. Lebanese American. Yes. I believe deeply affiliated with St. Jude's. Like, yes, he was. Yes. And the third thing is, according to old Hollywood legend, mm-hmm. Danny Thomas enjoyed getting under glass coffee tables and then getting various ladies of the night stand on said coffee table and evacuate the bells. Yes. Which I just refuse to believe is a fetish that actually exists. You know, with all the fetish fetishes out there i'm mm-hmm. i'm surprised that i hadn't thought of it the first time i actually heard of it was um i was at, i went to a, a seth mcfarland show where he was singing with my mom and he made a joke about danny thomas and the glass bottom boats and my mom was the only one in the audience who laughed because you know she's a freak for old hollywood and probably gave someone a glass bottom boat i don't yeah, know of course. i don't yeah. want to know um but then after she told me about it, I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, I had only heard about Cleveland steamers, but the glass bottom boat thing was just like a whole added level. Because, like, I don't know, maybe you also get turned on by the smush. Um, maybe it becomes like a sand art thing where the woman can draw like bunches of different things and then wipe them away and make a different See, thing. I was thinking maybe, yeah, it's more of a Rorschach test. <laughs> like, like it drops and it splats in a certain way. And then you yeah. like, see the face of the Archangel Michael. Right. Or maybe she like reads your fortune, like tea leaves or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, like an old Roman auger. Yeah. The aspects. <laughs> yeah. You know, multifunctional, uh, sex worker. Yeah. Um, Anyway, and I also, uh, I didn't realize that he was Marlo Thomas's father, um, mm. the star of, uh, what was it, That Girl? Yes. So now every time I'm like, you know, singing the That Girl theme song, like Diamonds, Daisies, you yeah. know, Glass Bottom Boats, it's just all I'm going to be thinking of. Do you, do you think her 23 and Me came back 50% shit on glass? <laughs> I mean, maybe. I mean, the show was terrible. <laughs> I was always more of a Mary Tyler Moore person anyway. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but Mr. Tyler Moore didn't party like Danny, so I know which yeah. team I'm on. <laughs> he didn't have a daughter that fifty percent shit and twenty-five percent coffee table. <laughs> I just I love the confidence he must have possessed. Like we've been over this a million times. Like only in the past few weeks have I maybe, maybe learned i'm i'm almost 41 Mm -hmm. maybe in the past three to five days i shit you not have i thought in theory i could actually shoot my shot with like a random woman (laughs) that i find attractive across the room Mm -hmm. can you imagine what it takes to be like able to pick up a woman Mm-hmm. And then be like, oh, hey, I'm a, I am have some unusual proclivities. And this is like in the <laughs> 50s. 
So they're uh, like, what, you want to fuck with the lights on, Danny? It's like, no, not that. <laughs> but we will need the lights on. <laughs> I really want to see what you had for dinner. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I paid for dinner. I want my money. <laughs> yes, exactly. You want to see what how ha- you want to see the end of the story. <laughs> dinner you just made me eat 14 ears of corn exactly uh all right well this has been this has been nice opening up with danny thomas's sex sex sexual i haven't heard the word proclivities in so long and i love the fact that it's in reference to someone getting shit (laughs) yeah yeah like it's just like mild preference yeah for when you're like boning up on your sat words and you want to use it in a sentence (laughs) yes yeah kids from from the man who got the perfect sat score let me do the first (laughs) stitch of sat tutoring i've ever done when you think proclivities think danny thomas (laughs) fucking rictus grin on his face (laughs) as a woman drops heat onto some glass three inches above him man that poor coffee table i mean you must have gone through a lot of windex i'm not see i'm not worried about the coffee table (laughs) i'm worried about like the lip around it where it meets the frame You know when things really get caked in. Yeah. I wouldn't want to drag a toothpick through that is what I'm saying. (laughs) Oh, that was his housekeeper's problem. Yeah. (laughs) She was very familiar with his proclivities. (laughs) Okay, well, what else is going on? I don't know. Is there anything that really needs discussion after that? We're calling it a day. No. I mean, yeah, well, we've already, we've peaked too soon. <laughs> too many dumps, Mozart. Well, I mean, we could, okay, we could use this as a, as a convenient segue, uh, as long as we're talking about um, sexual proclivities and being showered in shit. Um, mm-hmm. You, you uh, tried your hand at a hinge profile recently, did you not? Oh my God, I did. Look at, God damn. Yeah, I, I love it. You've done five episodes and you're already a better host than me. Shut up. <laughs> you're like, okay, let's go A to B instead of doing 46 <laughs> minutes on shitting on glass. I mean, I could if you want to. I mean, like, it's, that's another way to go. I mean, um, I'm hurt. You have to ask that that's what I want. No, let's do the, <laughs> let's do the hinge. Yeah, I made a, I made a hinge from, uh, R.I.P. John's Hinge. It was in existence from about Sunday 6 p.m. until uh, Righteous Gemstones had finished. Maybe about Sunday 10. I don't think it made it through Euphoria, which I have yet to watch, actually. But yeah. um, I haven't watched Euphoria either, but something tells me those kids are having sex. (laughs) I And they're doing a drug or two. Like, if you want to laugh your ass off at me, there are certain shows that I'm not watching because I'm like, look, there's a non-zero chance at some point in my life I'll have a girlfriend again. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to need shit to watch with her. Mm. And there's really like three things that I can do. There's like, I haven't seen the Harry Potter movies, mm-hmm. so I'm not watching them. And I got Euphoria, and that might be about it. <laughs> I love that you're also like preemptively, like you're trying to predict what shows this hypothetical Pygmalion woman will be interested in that she's going to try to get you to watch. Like you think it's you're going to meet someone who's going to be like, oh my God, have you seen Euphoria? Oh my God, we're so watching it. Versus like someone who's just like, 
Have you seen the notebook? I want to watch the notebook. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. I absolutely need a woman who's like, what? Have you uh, seen Back to School? Could <laughs> <laughs> I straighten out your long fellow? Yeah. Oh, shit. Back to school. I'm just really yeah. into Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> oh, God. Trailer Park Boys. I enjoy Trailer Park Boys very much in spite of myself. <laughs> my uncle loves it, and my uncle is... um. He's one of these like old, you know, Bronx, New Yorky kind of guys who's like slowly turned Jewish. <laughs> He's Jewish, but he almost reads as like, you know, like a Travis Bickle wannabe who got old and fat. So now he's just slowly turning mm-hmm. into Don Vito. Okay. <laughs> he's just wall eyed and crazy. <laughs> he's Travis Brickle, isn't he? Ice cream flavor. Yeah. <laughs> Travis Peanut Brittle. <laughs> Oh shit. Okay, yeah. so um okay, so you're filling out your hinge profile, you put yeah. last bottom boat in we're, your We're scrolling your back. <laughs> I've assumed that the woman that I'm going to date in the future wants me to stare at Sydney Sweeney's <laughs> giant tits every 30 minutes. Right. Um she's a saint. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, um, so here's Zendaya and here's Sydney Sweeney, who's got tits the size of a I don't know. Like, Two like cantaloupes. A, yeah, a woman's bowling ball. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're, we're pulling back from that. Yes, I made my hinge profile. Okay. Um, and it's it's funny, I think, for those that have known me for a very long time, like I'm talking like a decade-ish plus, I was kind of always the dude who was trying to meet people online before that was really a thing like when myspace was in its infancy and there weren't apps when there weren't smartphones shit. like when uh even precursors to myspace the dilly i talk about it a lot because like i was so possessed of piss poor self-esteem that even though at the time like i was in incredibly good shape for a big stretch of that Mm-hmm. Um, also, I'm just going to channel my inner Eva. We just make fun of each other when we make <laughs> different noises. So, like, I can imagine in her voice now just going, incredibly! And we, just, <laughs> we do that to mock each other. I love it. Buffer. Turn into fucking Sylvester the cat when you talk <laughs> about how great your abs used to be. Drop a doof on my table! <laughs> Come, gutter! <laughs> So I, I just, I, I really wasn't able to approach people. I guess I got in my head, the fear took over. It's not a unique problem. I think a lot of dudes have a lot of problems when it comes with, you know, talking to women across a bar, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. So I was a very early adopter back in the ASL pick days of like AOL of meeting people online. And I, I dug it because it was like, zero pressure at least it didn't scare me like the thought of actually marching across a room to see someone did but like somewhere along the fucking way uh, you know not to put a a masculine spin on things but somewhere along the way i grew a fucking pair i don't know like enough improv hello are you back I am back. What happened? That dumb slit Sarah Chambers called. Ah, God damn it. Yeah. Need to kick her in her front gash. God, front gash and then make a back gash and (laughs) kick her there too. Yeah. 
Um, I'm okay. I, yeah, I just revealed that Sarah doesn't have an anus on the air. <laughs> I can't believe I did that. You outed her, you fucking asshole. Yeah, as the one woman Danny Thomas would never have. Oh my god. Well, there goes that career opportunity. Yeah. And now she'll never be Marlo Thomas's mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the prophecy will never come to fruition. So, um, I somewhere along the way, I guess just age, you kind of stop caring as much. And again, the whole improv thing takes you out of your head and you just learn to mutter about bullshit and you just walk up to a woman in a bar and you go zip zap zap and the next thing yeah exactly like can i get a suggestion from the audience dildo yep this is improv um yeah so i don't know like it doesn't freak me out like it did like if anything i kind of prefer it because there's so much information conveyed by seeing someone online or i'm sorry in real life versus you know, the person that they can present as online, if you will. Like, it's this whole different, like, oh, I'm going to take my time and my replies kind of thing. Right. Um, and I don't think you're really getting a real person. Again, there's there's an energy, like, which I, I guess back in the day, I was kind of afraid of because I was like, my energy is repulsion. You know? <laughs> um, point is, I, as the world, moves more and more into this online thing like i'm not saying i don't holler at nude women via gone wild but that's its own thing <laughs> um i'd much rather meet someone in person and just be like hey i'm attracted to this person i like their energy we talk well like it's it's settled there's there's no secrets here mm. um and it's not like i get out there a ton but you know i i do the gym i do improv and i do work and that's uh, that's it i'm i'm kind of flirty if the opportunity presents itself otherwise uh it, it hasn't really brought in anyone <laughs> so <laughs> i uh yeah i made a hinge and uh it was like so grossly inorganic yeah you know i was thinking about that because we were talking you you mentioned uh you know hollering at you know women on reddit gone wild and it you know versus the hinge thing it almost feels like um you know the the exchanges with the girls on reddit gone wild probably feel like more authentic in a way because there's no pretense yeah um, it's like oh hey i noticed your giant amazing jugs what's up right that you <laughs> posted consensually online without trying to you know add this whole other emotional <laughs> element yeah. but some people are looking for the emotional thing but that's yeah that's exactly when you get into the sticky wick of like well, you know, the Heisenberg observer effect where it's like, this is how the person is observing themselves and wants me to observe them versus how they actually are, which I have no fucking clue. Well, and that's so the thing is, I guess, why I kind of always hit it off with the Reddit ladies. Apparently, I'm one of three men on the entire site who's just like, oh, hey, what's up? Why don't you? And they're like, uh, OK, you're, you're not graphically describing what you'll do to me sexually. And I'm like, uh, no, I understand you're probably posting here because like you recently got dumped or you're in a shit relationship. Like, it's not my first rodeo. Um, well, yeah, you just see through the whole. See, that, and that's funny because you unwittingly actually get to the emotional nitty gritty where it's like. You're the one guy who's not just immediately sending them a dick pic, but you're sending them some King of the Hill meme that you <laughs> emotionally relate to. Yeah, them. exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> will, <laughs> uh, will you be my con junior? Yeah. Uh, and I, I just, you know, um, like flipping through the profiles, it's just everyone is like, 
here's a professional looking photo of me hiking here's a professional looking photo of me running a marathon here's a professional fucking suck my dick dude i don't i don't have time for any of that shit it looks exhausting fuck me right i think um it's weird because not only are we living in an era where everyone's trying to cultivate their personalities and tailor them to, you know, what they think they should be. Yeah. Everyone's also just trying to prove to the rest of the world that they left the house. It's gross. <laughs> like, it, it, like, it's like, I ran a marathon and I hiked a mountain. And it's like, bitch, you've probably been sitting at home for the past week watching Bravo. Are, are people this fragile on average? Like, well, yeah. God. <laughs> like, seriously. I want to see a picture of you watching HBO Go in your bed on an iPad, and I want to see a picture of you eating a fucking, like, giant turkey leg like goddamn Henry VIII, you know, like, in your boxers. That's that's it. Because that's probably the way you're going to see the... Well, that's probably how they're going to see you the most. So maybe those are the photos that you should post. Yeah. And just immediately weed out all the phonies because the real one is going to see that picture of half-naked Papa Giorgio covered in grease eating a turkey leg and touching himself at the same time and she's going to say there's no pretense to this guy I I just it was baffling it's all these people putting out their absolute bullshit best selves it was fucking repugnant dude I am not being hyperbolic I was like give me the fuck off of this no i understand you know why um do you ever see that movie broadcast news yes and it's like when uh when When harvey Keitel fucked holly hunter on the piano yeah yeah and like his dick is huge and you're just like fuck you man Um, sport the pimp back yeah no it was uh it's albert brooks saying no what's his face like you know he's the handsome dude is like what do you do when your life exceeds your dreams yeah jeff daniels some blonde Goya motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was, it was Jeff Daniels, yeah. Someone with the last name Hurt. <laughs> oh, was it? Was it? Uh, yes. <laughs> We're not talking about John. Whatever. William um, Hurt, shit, you're right. Yeah. Goddamn. <laughs> Fuck, that's Jeff Daniels, if he's listening, is like, damn, someone thought I was William Hurt. I'm feeling myself today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, William Hurt really was just like the fucking Goy ass crusher for like some chunk of the 80s. Like he bangs out Maury Matlin. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like I pronounced that like he's your Jewish uncle, Maury Matlin. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then um, that one. It's okay. Um, but yeah, without digressing too much, it's like he's all happy and, you know, saying to Albert Brooks, like, what do you do when your life exceeds your dreams? And Albert Brooks is like, keep it to yourself. Because it's like yeah. all this sort of like, I'm living my best life shit. It's like, oh, how unseemly of you to admit it. <laughs> like, yes. if it's true, which it's not. Like the great Howard Stern quote, which I will quote all the time. You've heard it a hundred times out of me. Mm. I will repeat it every episode if need be, because my brother and I heard it one time, like randomly in 94. No one seems to remember it except for us. And it will live on because of us. You're like, and it's tattooed on my deck, right? Yeah. And my brothers, I have half the sentence. He has the other half. And when we space dock, you can read the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) who do you think you are danny thomas (laughs) (laughs) shut up you're always sitting on coffee tables Uh, all right what's the what's the quote he says i hate anyone who doesn't hate themselves (laughs) and it's true i need to see self-doubt out of you Mm. i need to see 
that you acknowledge how fucked up and crazy and scary this world is. Because if you don't, it is my mission to make your life fucked up and scary and crazy. Um, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's so funny. Cause like, you know, that could be an interesting angle to set you apart on hinge to like, you know, post all the shit that you're insecure about or that's unattractive or just like to say, fuck it. Cause like everyone knows that it's dumb and it's bullshit and everyone who I've ever talked to about it, like hates it in theory. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that there's an appeal to that. That's how I was when MySpace was in its infancy. Like I didn't want to start a thing. I resisted for so long. I'm kind of a Luddite, like any Mm -hmm. new technology. I'm like, fuck that. Get it away from me. Um, so my friend started me a MySpace page just as a goof and he had me fill out all the information and it was like, you know, hobbies include, you know, giving back alley abortions to teenagers, regardless of whether or not they're pregnant or just a bunch of psychotic shit. Um, and it was sort of like a litmus test for me who knew that it was a joke and who was just like, oh my God, this person's sick. Mine was not a... Like, I definitely tried to be comical slash edgy. I, I know that I wasn't trying to put out, like, a, uh, you know, like, some bullshit veneer. Mm-hmm. I'll say that much. But my my MySpace experience was just, like, once I, that, that time period I was talking about when I got into great shape and I switched all my picks out. Mm. Um, I mean, it was the greatest thing ever. There was a, a woman locally who, like had these uh, photos of herself just like she you know fancied herself a poet and shit mm-hmm. and had all these photos of her like you know in lingerie and shit like literally it was hot to the point like I saved these things to whack one out there later and I took my shot when I was like on the chonkier side and she didn't even reply mm-hmm. and like switched out my photos after like hitting the gym hard and like hit her up again and was like fucking rocking her like a goddamn pinball machine in the back of a vfw like 48 <laughs> hours later you know what i mean like, so I'm is just... this like a pattern with you where like you go through a chubby phase and then you set your sights on a woman who initially rejects you and then you get into super diesel shape and then come back uh no no i don't think so like i i think um like so i had when I first got out of the house, I immediately shaped up mm-hmm. because I was like, oh, yeah, shit, I can actually have sex with people now. This is great. <laughs> and also, I didn't have my mom who, you know, Greeks and Jews, it's the same filth. Um, <laughs> they're, they're food pimps. You know what I mean? Like, right. my mom was pretty much like, oh, you didn't want to eat the pizza I got you and the hamburger and the fries and the shepherd's pie I made? Why don't you love me? You know, and you're like, oh, fuck. Like, there was absolutely no sense of like, hey, maybe my kid wants to listen to his internal messaging. You know what I mean? Like, his internal organs. Yeah, that exactly. are screaming because they're oversaturated right now. Yeah, I mean, fuck. We've all had relatives that were like, clean your goddamn plate or whatever. Like, there was absolutely you were shamed if you were a kid. And it's just like, why aren't you finishing your, you know, the, the, the fucking phantom starving kids in Africa that mm. you were teased with if you didn't fucking eat your food. <laughs> it was never a sense of like, oh, shit. You, uh, you ate until you were satisfied and then you left. Good for you. <laughs> 
yeah there's starving kids in africa who will be less starving somehow if you're fat yeah exactly because we're gonna ship you over there and then they'll eat you (laughs) this is the local custom oh man um that's a funny idea like a dark horror movie of like a greek or jewish mom who's like fanning up her son and then you realize she's planning on eating him yeah that would uh <laughs> i smell our first script everything uh... we'll make him a greek jew we'll cover all the bases. uh all right, as soon as we come up with a catchy title that's, like, funny enough so that the script can suck and no one will give a shit, we'll really be in business. <laughs> Oi, comma, baklava, exclamation <laughs> point. Um, yeah, so when I came back home the first time, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think, like, it was just I was done with adult life for a bit. Because I, I don't know if you're, you kind of know my timeline or whatever. Like, my dad croaked when I was 20 and Mm. I dropped out of college and I went back to school a year later and from the outside, like I seemed normal. Like I was, I was working the, the locksmith gig to, you know, help not lose the house and shit. And I was doing the college stuff too, but like, you know, I was trying to get laid and I was to some extent, I was, uh, you know, going out drinking with friends and shit. I wanted to get my own place. I wanted to graduate. Like, uh, I was clearly having problems, but my my goals were normal for the most part. And I did get out of the house, probably like moved out 24, 25 or something like that. Like mm-hmm. uh, most of my peer group had come back for a couple of years after college. Not a ton of us were like immediately out of the house. And I was out for like three years. And then I was kind of I started doing radio at that point and it paid shit. And my buddy, Tony, who uh, I was telling you about earlier because his fucking poor little cat died earlier today. Oh. Um, yeah, R.I.P. Bella. Uh, dude, cat was like not even seven and just randomly stopped eating and they took it in. And they're like, she's maybe anemic or something. Little shit, they had to put her down like two days later. Oh fucking scared the absolute piss out of me. Um, Jet. Yeah. I guess so. I should take my anemia more seriously. <laughs> Yeah, you really should eat some goddamn hamburgers, dude. So, uh, I, he was like, look, you're chasing a dream. You're probably going to travel. Cause back in the day you traveled for radio gigs. Like you would start in a small market, work your way up to a mid market and then get picked up in a large market back when there was upward mobility in that field. He's like, dude, he was a shit. You'll probably be like a jock in St. Louis in a year. You know, like why worry about this stuff? Live at home. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Actually, you know, it'd be nice to save a few dollars. Cause I was living kind of hand to mouth at the time. Mm-hmm. And I went back home and like, I think I just was like, God, dude, I, I, I'm done with adulthood for a minute. And I like. Hello. Are you there? Are you there? Yeah. Was it Sarah Beth again? No, it was my friend, not the cat you know of, the other cat. Another cat? Yes. The two How cats. many cats do you know? You don't. All the cats. You're like, I only hit on gingers and women named Cat. <laughs> yeah. It keeps it simple. <laughs> really? Because you're just like, hey, send me a nude cat. And they're not like, who is <laughs> Takes it Who's out to the Sarah? whole phone list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Keeps it easy. 
So Okay, so you were done with adulthood for a while. Yeah, I went home. And I guess a part of that, I felt like a lot of stress regarding dating and being on the market and stuff. And I mean, I was down to like a very, very muscular 205. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I'm trying to remember different points where like, I'm I'm trying to think of all the things I could brag about off the top of my head. (laughs) I know that one time I was drinking at a TGI Fridays and a really cute girl came up to me and there was a picture like bolted to the wall. And she was like, I don't know, like we, she was being flirting. She's like, could you like rip that thing off the wall for me? (laughs) And of course I was drunk on dollar Miller lights and I was like, yeah, I'll give it a try. And I mean, like I, I yanked this thing out of the wall and I was like oh shit I did that okay (laughs) she was just like hey can you rip this phone book in half for me yeah yeah exactly it worked for Hulk Hogan shit (laughs) this is Um, how normal people flirt (laughs) yeah and I was just yeah exactly and my dumb like jacked 22 23 year old however the fuck old I was (laughs) like you know I'm just like uh I I ripped a photo off the wall for you does this translate to hand job like what's the equivalency but it translates to a woman uh grabbing like a piece of misdemeanor property destruction off you and marching off into the night with it okay <laughs> uh, yeah i know at another time i went to a strip club and there's a dude outside who was just like oh my god like started like grabbing my arms like, you're so fucking jacked he's like i don't want to get in a fight with you and i was like well you know this is a good way to not do that <laughs> compliment my body men should do this more with each other you know i mean yeah why not i mean women are always complimenting each other i mean like oh my god you look hot your tits look amazing like how come dudes are never like dude you look so swole right now it's fucking hot yeah there's there's a big more of that maybe these days because i see a lot of dudes i should preface this with consent filming each other in the gym oh god okay okay yeah with consent sure with consent there's a lot of, i'm look i'm sure there's a lot of chuck berry without consent toilet camera shit still i'm sure um <laughs> a live, feed, <laughs> live feed going to the tomb of danny thomas um but it, there is a lot more of that i guess people are posting it on insta whatever the fuck tiktok i don't know but yeah back in the day like i i was really powerful looking i guess like very jacked and i i i ran from that like i came home and i was just like i'm done with the gym who gives a shit like i'm not be- gonna be getting late anymore i'm back home you know like i was just so convinced of that. Hell, i still remain convinced of that you, couldn't, you can't just go to someone else's place not really you know like I, I think there's like such a stigma to it you know what I mean like I I was having that conversation with a friend maybe six to eight months ago and she was like really shocked because she was like talking about you know getting some and people's needs and stuff like that and I was like I think I used the term I don't deserve it and I was just she's like what are you talking about I'm like I'm not physically attractive I don't live outside the house like my career is maybe you know probably not what's attractive to people in the DC area and she was like blown away that I could view myself that way but it's like I think I'm just being very brutally honest in terms of like what can pull people in and what can push them away I think you're being hard on yourself I mean yeah but you know I'm like a kid that grew up being pushed into achievement. So it was one of those things where it was just like, you know, when the fucking A minus isn't good enough, like 
it's a mentality that extends to your love life, I guess. I I totally get that. And I under and I respect like having standards for yourself. And at the same time, like, you shouldn't close yourself off to people either. I mean, I don't know. I guess I, I, I don't at this but... point, like if someone wanted to date me, I at least have enough confidence to be like, hey, you're a funeral player. You know, like, <laughs> sure, let's do this. Right. Um, but back then, I went, I'm just saying back then, like, in my late 20s, when I went back home, I, I'm not kidding. So we're talking, I quit the gym. So easily must have lost like, five to seven to five to 10 pounds of muscle. I don't know. I wasn't really like measuring myself with the tape and the calipers and crap like that. (laughs) And I think in the first year I was up from 205 to like 235, 240, something obscene. I know that like by 30-ish, because I remember the person I was hooking up with when I was 30, um, I was like, 245 with her and she was kind of commenting like hey uh you might want to try to get in like slightly better shape for your health Mm. and like that blew me away i was like god damn has it gotten to that point already right um yeah and that was a weird mix it's it's weird when you like fool around with women but they also comment on your weight that was always that was that weird window where I was still taking some shots, but I had porked up a lot. And then beyond that point, I was just like, okay, this is, this is really not happening. It's sort of like the swimming with your t-shirt on phase of the Jonah. Yeah. I call it Jonah Hilling. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, (laughs) it happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's hard to, you know, it sounds like you did fall into like a massive depression in a way when you got home and, just took it out on your body and then was just sort of like, fuck it. I'm not going to try. Yeah. I I was very content to just run from what I thought were the pressures of adulthood. I was like, cause you know, I I was kind of thrust into that shit super early. Right. So I, I guess like you said, I was more than happy to just eat a pizza by myself and call it a day. Is this a comedy podcast? I forgot. This is becoming like a a manorexia. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Uh, um, so back to hinge back to hinge no i mean you know hey look pod, that, and that's also the funny thing about podcasts and i kind of feel like that's something that's um mm-hmm. missing from this whole like enraged discourse about comedians and podcasts is that mm-hmm. um podcasts aren't funny i mean like they are funny and they this one is funny. <laughs> i mean and often but they're not just solely for comedy's sake like you know you do have moments of genuine introspection and people talking about things that are personal and expressing their genuine views and it's like you know you kind of don't get to hide behind the comedy thing when you're actually saying something that's that isn't a joke um so like you know i guess so I'm not joe saying rogan like, really did go to the planet of the apes he really went and also is really manorexic and we should feel i don't fucking know i'm just saying like it doesn't always have to be like a hundred percent yucks all the time um we can still veer your eating disorder and disassociating and in, back into comedy though so let's yeah let's do that um like i don't know I, you're in good shape you're getting back out there you know hinge is obnoxious it's it's good that you're sort of leaning out of this like you know i'm just going to disassociate from my misery and more into the proactive like 
I'm going to do some shit about it and do some people. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I I started somehow my fat ass, which like <laughs> I've never even at my most fit really been able to run. Mm. I can suddenly like run on a treadmill now. Like I'm not afraid of the, the thought of banging someone. Like I'm like, oh, there might be some stamina there. Mm-hmm. Some staying power. Because like I used to... I mean, I, I could, like, I used to have some real staying power in that department, but uh, mm-hmm. there was some sweat, you know, there was a sweat factor <laughs> that I was a little conscious of, a little, right. you know, after the first couple of minutes, it's like, look, I'm going to be generating the power here still, but uh, if you don't want your skin to be itchy as shit, like, maybe <laughs> I should be on bottom, I'll be the power bottom, you know, like. Are you a sweater? I mean, you you are you're covered literally in hair like a sweater. So, uh, do you sweat along when you're in bed? Um, I mean, I definitely have memories of like, you know, about the fifteen twenty minute mark or something. You're really kind of like, you know, like you got your arms around her, and then it's like one arm leaves her for a second to wipe down your your man tits and <laughs> smear that on the the fucking bedspread, and then throw them back around her. You know, I mean, but twenty minutes is a long time though of doing what's essentially like crunches or you know. Oh my god, it's exhausting, <laughs> ain't it? Yeah, it's you a know. full body affair. Jesus, man, and that's like... why it helps to be in good physical shape or to be a non-smoker. I mean, how, like being able to it... breathe easy helps. <laughs> I mean, just as a dude who's doing a lot of exercise lately, how do people not in, like, really good shape? Fuck. It's baffling. It's a goddamn demanding, like, just imagine cardio and then imagine it while you're maintaining an erection. It's not much of a <laughs> metaphor. It's just what it is. You're starting to sound like Seinfeld. You're like, imagine trying imagine to Imagine having a hard on. Imagine. What's the deal with that? I mean, hey. And then she wants me to put her finger, my finger in her ass. <laughs> how many balls do you want me to juggle (laughs) i don't know um yeah i mean you know it's and that i i've been thinking about that a lot too um because online um especially for women and i'm insecure about this where it's like you know we all want to prove how sexy and how fuckable we are because to a woman uh that's our version of power and prosperity mm. i'm not saying that it's true it's the way that we've been conditioned it, it and you know um to be the most fuckable woman in the room is to be the most powerful woman in the room so a lot of times you know we're online trying to show ourselves and show our bodies and i feel like in a weird in a weird way we all as a society have put so much emphasis on sex that we've actually unwittingly put a lot of pressure on ourselves to and and putting pressure on yourself is the least sexy thing in the universe because it all turns oh, into like really? a Oh it's really? So... Tell that to my prostate. <laughs> I mean like the bad kind of pressure, not the good kind of pressure. Okay. I mean like mental anguish pressure, like where it's just like um Then I'll take my it's... thumb out of my ass. Okay. I mean, no, I don't want to fuck up the rhythm of the pod. Put it back. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. All right. There you go. Now you're funny again. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like, and, and, and it's not this way for everyone, I'm sure. Some people are probably just relaxed and easy breezy about it and find it fun and empowering. But for some, for a lot of people, I feel like it's, a, again, like a pretense where it's like you think you need to be the thing. You want to live up to the thing. You have to be the thing all the time. And it kind of becomes a little relentless to the to the point where it's like well you just took all the fun out of the fucking thing um 
because now it feels like it's a high stress situation and it's uh you know it's oh it's, yeah All right. we're we're just talking about sex and stuff and yeah yeah it, it and then be... being sexy and feeling sexy and presenting as sexy and oh like God. how thin are you how long can shit. you go like blah 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 you I, know look my my fucking i think the most empowering sex i had was some of the only stuff i've had without money changing hands <laughs> and it was uh you know a, a bit back but i was just like yeah um so here's the thing been a minute since i've uh done this in general mm-hmm. i whack it way too much <laughs> i was like so i don't know if this thing's going up i don't know if it's staying up i don't know if i'll come if it stays up i was like uh, I'm going to throw you around a bunch, though. And... It's like that Jimmy Durante song. Like, did you ever get the feeling that you wanted to go, but you still had the feeling that you wanted to stay? <laughs> started to come, change your mind, started to come again, then change your mind again. Yeah. <laughs> it was exactly that. Um, yeah, I was just like, hey, look, uh, I, I'm i going to give you a bunch of massages and shit, and I'll pretty much munch your box till you tap me out. So... <laughs> like you're you're gonna do all right tonight mm-hmm. and, and i was just like like afterwards i was like that's the gutsiest thing i've ever fucking said in my life you know because i used to very much walk into the whole situation like trying to be this like implacable fucking like you know i'm gonna nail you to the wall like christ on the cross kind of vibe thing mm-hmm. and it's like i guess it was cool but where's the goddamn intimacy <laughs> you know like it, I was. It made me very dumpable. I'll put it that way. Mm. Like people would hook up with me a bunch, and then kind of just be like, "Yeah, peace, going back to my boyfriend or whatever the fuck they did." And of course, uh-huh. me being the softy I really am deep down, I'd you know lift the covers above my bosom and be like, "Call <laughs> me," you know, and and be <laughs> devastated when these people boogied out, even if they were kind of just a hookup. Like, mm. I don't know. do you think that? Do you think that um, in any way they treated you as just a hookup because maybe they thought that you felt like it was like do you ever feel like maybe um they're they're following your lead or do you think that it like well, i know just... that you know that I... <laughs> um... I know that you know that i know that i'm a fuck boy <laughs> <laughs> you know i don't know um yeah i've i remember in my late 20s hearing that like more than once where people were like, oh, boy, like, this was something serious to you? I was just kind of, you know, and I was, it always felt like a bit of a rejection to me, I guess, even though I, I guess I, <laughs> I presented as butch fuckboy. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess I put out that energy, but then was surprised that people weren't digging deeper into me. You know, it's like, can't you see that there's a a wounded funny boy poet in here? <laughs> I'm not just a gym rat piece of meat. Yeah, exactly. I also like Marty and <laughs> all the episodes yeah. of The Simpsons. Exactly. Because uh, you want me to go over who shot Mr. Burns? I have some really interesting theories. <laughs> um, Yeah, I wonder why that is. I mean, maybe, you know... Maybe you give off a casual vibe in in I think it did, at least back then, especially out of fear, because I was very scared about showing I was into someone, maybe. You know, it was always... And I, I only very, very recently, again, have I kind of pushed through that mm. to some degree. And it's like, you just got to be honest 
with people. And if they don't like you, then that's cool. It's way better than like winning someone over, but being not who you are, because you're going to morph into who the fuck you are eventually. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, eventually it's going to show. Yeah. Eventually I'm busting ass in front of you. So, (laughs) but also it's like, yeah, I mean, that's also a very middle school boy kind of trick where it's like, you know, you like the girl you walk up to where you're going to ask her out. You're like, Hey, do you want to go out? I mean, no worries if you say no. In fact, I kind of hope you say no because it's not like I really like you. But yeah. like, hey, if you want to go out, like that'd be cool. Like, I'm, you trying, know what I'm I mean? trying to remember which film William Hurt, and I shade on it really as <laughs> William Hurt, was saying that to whomever his love interest was. <laughs> it was Holly Hunter because it's always Holly Hunter. It's always Holly Hunter. Yeah. So he was saying it to Holly Hunter while she was getting dicked out by Harvey's old mushroom head. <laughs> Um, no, he was saying something about how mad he was that he had fallen early on in their relationship really to woo her Mm -hmm. into the role of this like strong silent type because I forgot what tragedy befell him, but he was like, that so isn't who I am. It's not how I can cope anymore, Mm. but I feel it's all I can give you. I'm trying to, God. Which episode of The Simpsons was that? <laughs> <laughs> that was a streetcar named Marge. Yes. <laughs> With William Hurt as Stanley Kowalski. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Marge! <laughs> yeah, Castellanata did the rest of the voices, but just that that scream. The same way that Liz Taylor did it. Daddy for, for Maggie. Yeah. Uh, okay, so William Hurt is saying something to that effect to... Um, March Simpson. Give me thirty seconds. Now I actually got it. <laughs> All right, we Which... got a hold on the audience. Yeah, look, John look. has to Google something. Once, once an episode, I'm on William Hurt's wiki, and that's what's <laughs> happening today. Wasn't Big Chill? Wasn't Gorky Park? Kiss the Spider Room? Wasn't Children of a Lesser God? Wasn't Broadcast News? Oh, now we're getting into like the 2000s, so I might have overshot. Hmm. Uh, we're just You're like, oh, wait, it was John Hurt. Yeah, exactly. It was John Hurt. And <laughs> the Elephant as, Man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> as John Merrick. Just elephant. trying to reject women before they can reject them. <laughs> I don't really care for you, but if you'd consider sucking my cock, I might allow it. <laughs> As the theme from Platoon plays in the background. <laughs> is, there, is there ever a movie that, like, fucking... They end the goddamn movie with whatever that theme from Platoon is, Avogadro and E. I forget what the hell the song is. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like the moving moment like he's brought out to london high society Mm -hmm. and for once he isn't a freak i forget like he's seeing a play or yeah Yeah. and they've established that he needs to sleep on these pillows in bed Mm -hmm. because like the weight of his deformity will crush him otherwise and he is slowly putting these pillows on the side of the bed and we know he's going to die in his sleep this night but Mm -hmm. it's incredibly moving because he's like you know what for once i was seen as a fellow man 
and it's not going to get any better for me. And that those fucking heartbreaking strings are playing and Oliver Stone must have seen this and be like, yeah, you know what? A couple years from now, the Green Goblin is going to get murdered to this too. It'll be <laughs> fucking amazing. I mean, hey, inspiration strikes us all in different ways. You're, you were recounting the whole ending of that movie and I was like, yeah, so that's like your Hinge profile. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, for once, I just want to be viewed as a human being and sleep on my back <laughs> without fear of suffocation. <sighs> fear, hope, who knows? <laughs> That's every middle-aged guy's dream, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I now have to sleep with this dental plate in. Although, I don't know, I've lost so much weight, maybe I don't. But, like, yeah, I have this fucking, this two-piece thing that both prevents my teeth grinding and in theory treats my apnea and i have to clean it with denture cleaner oh my God. and i'm looking at the box of it right now and you'd think that there'd be like maybe like a small amount of denture cleaner i could buy but mm-hmm. no the target brand antibacterial denture cleaner was three dollars for 120 tablets this is <laughs> This is like a box the size of a fucking Xbox One X. Like, it's massive. They they sell these things in such high quantities that, like, the people buying them must be like, this thing's going to outlive me. I was like, going to say that. Yeah, if you're an old person, they must have, like, a box from, like, 88 that they're passing around the home. Yeah, I'm going to leave this box of denture cleaning tablets oh, to my grandchildren. More eternal than any of them. Yeah. Well, there you go. So you can now you have something to pass down to your children. A legacy. Finally. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm at that age, too. I'm really thinking about that. Like, there's always that miraculous thinking of, like, future John's going to do this. And it's like, God, uh, yeah, future John's probably going to want to sleep a lot. I don't know if kids are entering any (laughs) equations. (laughs) Like, Um, yeah, the kid thing, you definitely lose all the sleep for the first, like, two years <laughs> oh, um but it's it's doable people have done it and lived to tell the tale i guess um but yeah i mean it's one of those things where it's like yeah it's rough for a while and you know it's it's way better to do it if you want it <laughs> and it really sucks if you don't it you know sucks for the person and the kid so i'm like i definitely am one of those people who's like you Didn't know want it yeah yeah, <laughs> I was just, fuck, I'm going to do this again. <laughs> again? But I jumped up and down after you blew inside me. What the fuck? I sat down on the toilet and pushed as hard as I could. <laughs> to see you, like, pulling out this big wad of Burger King napkins. <laughs> what did I put these in here for, then? No, you know what the truth is? It's not like, I, I not to toot my own horn, but I feel like I have, like, a somewhat tight, Pussy. So it was just sort of like, you know, <laughs> like nothing wants kids. to stay in there anyway. Like that's <laughs> my birth control. Like it's like my pussy is just gonna spit it out afterwards anyway. She doesn't swallow. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. That was your bragging point regarding the kids. Not that, not that you love them. Not that they're well adjusted. If you're like, look, I took uh, two batterings and this bitch is still tight. <laughs> no, it's gonna be like, yeah, I tried to I tried to queef sneeze out the pregnancy. <laughs> and it didn't work as a birth control method. Okay. For anyone who was curious. <laughs> <laughs> 
I actually wanted my kids. I know by all appearances, it's like, oh my God, you and Jason have been married longer than Nathan and Adelaide and, oh no, engaged longer than Nathan and Adelaide. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, why the fuck are you Oh, you guys are engaged? Um, I mean, it says that on my Facebook profile. We got engaged like the second, we were dating for like seven months when I got pregnant and then okay. we technically got engaged and then we never got married. And now wow. it just says engaged on my Facebook profile and some dude messaged me the other day being like, Oh, if you've been engaged for nine years, then you ain't engaged. And it's like, joke's on you, asshole. I don't want to get married. Yeah. Um, and who the fuck are you anyway? I don't have to explain shit to anyone. I'm blocking you. Um, but, like, you know, I wanted my kids. I actually really wanted them. And I'm the first person to say that, like, you know, if you want to have kids, bless. If you don't want to have kids, bless. Like, don't fucking do it if you don't want it. It's not a judgment call. Not everyone wants it. I mean, it... it fundamentally alters everything yeah from what i gather so it does but i also yeah. you know i like to look at phyllis diller you know because some people say like oh you have a kid and your life is over and it's like that's bullshit phyllis diller was 37 when she started doing stand-up and she had five fucking kids like if you want something bad enough you're gonna do it mm. clearly she wanted badly and not, not use condoms so yeah. <laughs> She wanted a raw dog and wear fucking glittery outfits <laughs> and a shit of fright wig and damn it, John, you can too. Fine <laughs> uh, shines and my pussy founded. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. That was Phyllis my Diller, flawless Phyllis Diller, to. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. Phyllis, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, my puss is full of cum. I'm Phyllis Diller. <laughs> you know, Fang filled me up before I got here today. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Jokes on him. My pussy's so tight, I spit it out and wax the floors with it. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Find me by the merch table afterward. You can get your own <laughs> pussy cum wax T-shirts. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Also a coffee mug. <laughs> she knew how to merchandise. <laughs> uh, well, shall we? Yes, I guess. I guess that's a good place yeah. to wrap it up. Yeah, PhyllisDillerPussyCum.com. dot com. Dot com. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a different Reddit thread. Yeah. <laughs> Molly Diller gone wild. Uh, always a pleasure. Thank you, Mister Papa. Always a pleasure too. And yeah, uh, Papa's Basement. Tell your friends to listen. Not you specifically. Well, you specifically too. But if you're listening to this and you hear my voice, we don't really do marketing. <laughs> so <laughs> if you'd be a fucking lamb and tell someone who's pretty cool, because this isn't the kind of show maybe that you tell a stranger about. I don't know. I don't know your <laughs> intimacy level with strangers. Uh, you know, just uh, get the word out for us, okay? Yeah, walk across the bar, rip something off the wall, tell the, tell the hot chick about the podcast. Yeah, or if a man's grabbing you in a strip club, mm-hmm. um, tell him about the show. And then as, compliment his dick. Okay. As he palpates your biceps and triceps. <laughs> All right. We are out of here. Thanks, Papa. Thank you, Hacker Packer. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>